Good early morning, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Yanks in Europe. The United States men's national team roster has been released and we are amped to break it down ahead of our two friendlies now. We've got Wales on the 12th and Panama on the 16th. We've also got our regular UEFA League breakdown. We'll go over Champions League and the Europa League games that are coming at you later today. Also, our last weekend preview before the international break comes up. But David, let's kick things off. How did Champions League go yesterday? Yeah, so when it comes to Champions League, we had two national team players uh, get starts for their club. We had Sergino Dest start for Barcelona, and then we had Gio Reyna. He started for Dortmund in their match against Club Brugge. Um, Ethan Horvath did not see any action. He backed up in that match, honestly. Should have played. Uh, Mignolet did not look good in that game. They did uh, lose, I believe, 4 nothing. Yeah, they didn't look good at all, man. Yeah, it did not look. I mean, it was it was three nothing within thirty minutes. It, it was looking real bad for Club Brugge. Um, they kind of they they kind of um you know got their back into the game after that first thirty thirty five minutes, but it was looking real bad for them in that first half. Uh, being down three to three to zero, no, real quick. Um, on Dortmund's side, uh, Gio Reno he kind of played like a left cam left wing position in the match. Um, he didn't have any goals or assists. He was more of a I wouldn't say a dist- uh, a decoy, but he he had some good runs down the left flank to where he was creating spaces for uh, uh for Holland and Hazard and Brandt. Um, so he kind of was more of a guy just creating creating spaces and chances for everybody else. Uh, Holland got two goals in the game, and uh, Hazard um, got a goal in the game. Uh, Holland almost had a hat trick. Um, if we honestly should have had a hat trick, he had a couple of chances to to get it and uh, shot it right at the keeper. But um, that's on Gio Reno's side. Uh, for Dest, he played a full ninety minutes and. The two one against Dynamo. Um, honestly, they very well could have tied that game. Uh, yeah. That Barca's defense is still suspect at best. Um, I mean, apart it's a from the ball for them, isn't it? Apartment, <laughs> yeah. I mean, apart from Dest, um, the the one goal Dynamo scored there was nothing to do with Dest. It came down the middle of the field, uh, split the two center backs. Um, Dest should have had an assist in the game uh, early in the game, about the sixth minute. He. Uh, Came uh, was running down the right flank and had a, a beautiful uh, low cross on the ground um, right on top of the penalty spot where uh, Pedri shot it first time and it hit the crossbar and bounced out. And it smacked it, the crossbar. It, it, I mean, he crushed it. Um, it's unfortunate. Des definitely thought he had an assist. Pedri probably thought he had a goal. That's, it's just unfortunate because that would have been a great uh, stat for Des to have an assist uh, in Champions League. Um, so he had that and then bound the 40. The 41st minute, he had another chance to where he combined with uh, Pjanic uh, before he cut back and passed it to Pedri, but the shot got saved. Um, overall, Des played well, though. Um, he looks real dangerous down the right flank. And, like, you know, we expect him to you know, continue, continue that form going into La Liga this weekend and then into the November camp for the national team next week. Uh, mm-hmm. When it comes to McKinney, he was subbed in in the 53rd minute uh, in Juventus' 4-1 to win. Um, he got subbed in. It was only one nothing. Uh, the 22-year-old he was involved in the second goal for Juventus. Uh, some say it was a step over or a dummy. Others say he stretched out and missed the ball. Um, McKinney actually commented on Twitter saying, "No, it was a dummy. What he did was intentional." Uh, basically, Cristiano Ronaldo ran down the right side, crossed it in. It looked like it was going to McKinney, and he stretched his leg out. And it looked like he had just missed it, but I, I believe that he did it intentionally because he drew the center back towards him. Oh yeah, I think it's totally Murata, which left Murata wide open for a shot, and he scored. Um, so it doesn't come as an assist or hockey assist, whatever you want to call it. But he was involved in that goal, and he was a main reason why Murata was so open for that shot. 
um, which is great. I mean, that's seven minutes after he comes on onto the field, he has a he's already involved in a goal for them. Uh, Juventus went on to win four to one in that match. Um, like I said, McKinney got subbed on. It was one nothing in the fifty third minute. They scored three goals after he subbed in. In, ba- in basketball terms, we'll call that a screen assist. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, last, we'll talk about Tyler Adams for PSG um, or against PSG. Great news. Uh, he he did get some playing time. He's missed the last three matches due to uh, the injury he's, he's had, the minor injury. So it's great to see him back on the pitch. He got subbed back in, in the 76th minute of the match. And he helped his club upset uh, the the last year's runners-up in Champions League, uh, they they won two to one against PSG. He got subbed in in the 76th minute with his club up two to one, and he helped his uh, cl- his club uh, preserve the win, uh, beating PSG. Um, they, and like David said at the beginning of this, when UCL came out, um, that 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 group is is wide open. It's kind of the group of death when you look at it. I mean, you got you got PSG who were the runners-up last year. You got RB Leipzig who made it to the semis last year. And then Man U is no slouch either. Uh, although if you would watch the game yesterday, you would, beg, you would beg to differ yesterday after watching. Uh, yeah, what a uh, fall from what they do to Leipzig last week. <laughs> Destroyed them 5 nothing. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then get upset at the, <laughs> that club's first ever win in Champions League. But, yeah, that group's wide open, but it's good to see. I mean, that's the, we had four Americans play yesterday, um, all getting quality minutes, obviously. Pulisic goes out of the lineup with tweaking his hamstring over the weekend. Uh, good news out of Pulisic, uh, out of Chelsea's camp, though. The um, injury is very minor. Pulisic's already back in training with the squad. Um, you know, we don't really know if he'll play this weekend in, in Prem. Uh, I hope not personally. I hope not personally. And if he does, maybe just sub him in in like the 75th minute. Just let him get like 10, 15 minutes. Uh, but good news is he got named to the U.S. Uh, squad for the November friend, uh, games coming up. So obviously it's nothing too serious. If it was too serious and he couldn't play, he wouldn't have been named to the camp. Uh, but that's good news uh, for Christian Pulisic for us. Uh, but that pretty much uh, rounds up Champions League. Uh, we also did have some games yesterday in the MLS. David, if you, if you want to talk about anything with that. Yeah, um, Jordan Morris, <laughs> huge assist for him in the 93rd minute when down 1-0. When, uh, uh, set up Raul Ruiz Diaz, the Peruvian uh, national team striker, to tie the game up and get them a huge point in this uh, last playoff push. Um, I know we'll go over later in the later in the episode here, but it's the, uh, we're coming down to the last game this weekend of the MLS. So, you know, every single point matters, especially with this new kind of setup that they've got going on with the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the first four teams are qualifying automatically, and they've got a home uh, a home game, whether it's in front of fans or not. That's you know, redundant because at least there's still travel time that all the other teams have to do. And uh, seeds four through eight in both conferences are going to play like a uh, kind of a mixed uh, little qualifying round. Um, mm-hmm. So you obviously want that automatic uh, playoff qualifier and these points matter for all of them. So big, uh, big shout out to Jordan Morris, Morris on that assist. Yeah, uh, Seattle's uh, third right now, sitting at third in the West, so they're definitely looking at um, comfortably right now with getting a home game. Uh, obviously, the last match day for the MLS is this coming up Saturday. Uh, right now, Seattle sits at 36 points in the table, where number, where fifth place is at 31. So they pretty much have the That's either the worst. Yeah, the worst they can the worst they can finish is fourth. Um, so they pretty much have. I a home think game they right might now. be doing with COVID and everything though. Um, I'll have to check my math on it. That. Uh, teams are going to be doing percentage of points is actually what's going to qualify it because I think if you look right. at first in the West, they have less points than second in the West. Um, and it's yeah, just they do. how many games you've been able to play. They did that weird thing when COVID yep. just uh, let them start playing the uh, tournament. And the longer you lasted in that tournament, the more games you ended up playing because those yeah, matches went towards your point total. 
Yep. Um, so things could get funky this weekend. I'm kind of excited to see them break yeah. it all down. But why don't you give give your little Orlando shout out? I know. Yes. You your yeah. Eyes yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Orlando and Columbus played yesterday. Orlando wins the match two to one. Um, when it comes to Orlando, uh, I'm real big on Daryl Dyke. Obviously, I've talked about him plenty of times. He was not in the lineup. Uh, come to find out, he was out with an illness. They said it was non-COVID related. He was just out with an illness, uh, so he didn't play at all yesterday. But uh, Chris Mueller, um, he's all—he's that second guy up front for Orlando City who's been playing real well. He got uh, he got the first goal for Orlando in the match. Um, that was his 10th goal of the season. He also has five assists. Uh, he's, you know, between him and Dyke, both of them are two of the top candidates in the MLS right now to get that call up come next uh, year. Um, obviously, they're not going to get the November camp call up because it's all European players uh, with MLS and playoffs right now. They're not going to want to miss the playoffs, but definitely come next year um, with the Gold Cup and everything coming up next season. Both of them should definitely get a look at getting called up to one of the rosters uh, for next year to get some good playing time. They're both playing real, real good. Uh, Nani kind of got a fluke red card in the game for Orlando um, in the first half. It didn't really look like a red card. It was kind of a, a tackle. He came in. Yeah, his studs were up, but it didn't look too bad. And they went to VAR, and VAR said red card, and they sent him off. Um, at the end of the game, Orlando ended up scoring late late in the second half, ended up winning the game 2-1. to one. Uh, That propelled Orlando to third uh, right now in the Eastern Conference. So they're up in third. Columbus dropped down to fourth. Um, so both of them are right now, if results stay the same, if they both win this week, they both should be getting home playoff games too for, uh, for MLS. Yeah. I do have to just say a little thing about the MLS. It might not be the most talented league out there. Obviously when we talk premier league, when we talk Bundesliga, those leagues are far superior, but, um, might be more exciting when you sit down and watch it. The stuff that goes on in the MLS when you're watching games, uh, on Saturday and Sunday afternoons, things just get crazy and I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's just great because there's a, a lot of young talent in the MLS that you see, and obviously all the guys going over to Europe now. It's just great to be able to watch them play in the MLS, and then two to three years when they go to Europe and everybody else figures out about them, we're just like, yeah, exactly. I've known about him for three or four years. This, guy. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's been tearing it up in the MLS. Yeah, so um, I'm going to kind of lead us into that uh, that roster that we were so excited to talk about. Yeah, uh, guys, I know we've been talking rosters for like three straight episodes, and we've been talking players. Well, we've got the final results, and now we're going to break down if we were right or not. And we've got some good news. We made a lot of right calls on this roster, and I'm uh, pretty excited about it. So we'll, uh, we'll dive into goalies first. Uh, no shocker on Stefan and Horvath both um, mm-hmm. getting in the roster. Um, you know, the average United States men's national team probably wouldn't know that there were other Americans who were eligible in Europe. Nope. Um, so a big call out to Odunzi from Leicester. He's, uh, they're f- defending on who you ask, their third, fourth, maybe even fifth keeper um, on any day. So he's not somebody who's making the squad for them when they're playing in the Premier League. He's playing a lot of uh, youth minutes for them. But he gets his first call up, whether he'll play or not. That's uh, we'll we'll find out next week. I think with there being a second match, um, that could lead uh, a lot of these um, un uncapped players that probably wouldn't get in for one game. Um, we'll get we'll get time. Um, more mm-hmm. likely, I think against Wales. Personally, I think Panama is mm-hmm. going to have a stronger side um, with Wales having those two competitive matches that we've already been discussing for the last couple episodes. What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Wales has a uh, obviously they play us on the twelfth, and then Wales does have the two competitive matchups. That's I believe it's the next week after they play. We, we play. 
it's like the 14th and 18th or something. Like, like, yeah, so on the 15th and 18th. So we play Wales on the 12th, then they play at Ireland on the 15th, and I believe, what, Scotland on the 18th, it looks like? Yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, or fin- no, no, Finland. They play Finland on the 18th. Um, so obviously, you know, you got the big names, name to the Wales squad. You got Davies, you got Ramsey, you got uh, James, you got Ram- uh, Gareth Bale. You got all the big names. But honestly, we don't know how much of those big names we're going to see in the U.S. match. I don't think uh, at all. Compared like... to the Republic of Ireland game, that's three days later. And then another three days later, they have Finland. Um, and that's why we're thinking that this Panama team is probably going to have a stronger side than Wales uh, just because of that alone. I haven't seen a Panama squad yet, though, and mm-hmm. I, they don't have very many players over in Europe. It, they have a lot of MLS players, honestly, um, yeah, which is and Mexican league players. So I don't know what that roster is going to look like. I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, I mean, another thing about you know the U.S. roster that we just named, um, the average year, the average age of our players are 21 years and 300 days. Um, this is a young, young, young squad. That Berhalter just, yeah, yeah, Berhalter just named. Uh, also, another uh, fact about this uh eight of the players on the squad were on the u20 world cup roster from last year in 2019 the roster that beat france in the round of 16 uh that i'll just go through and name them real quick we had sergino dest on this roster who started at right back we had uh chris richards who started at center back throughout the whole tournament in the midfield we had alex mendez and then richard uh Desma. Ledesma out of PSG. We had both of them in the midfield for us. Up front, we had Conrad Delafont. We had Sebastian Soto, who actually led, uh, well, second in the tournament with four goals. He actually scored uh, both the goals against France in that upset win. Uh, Sebastian Soto looked real great in that tournament, and it's amazing to see him get called up in this roster. I've been, I've been uh, rooting for him to get called up this whole time. And then, obviously, we had Timothy Weah, who was um, in this roster, too. So, I mean, that's Eight, eight kids from, from that team uh, who are now one year later, they're called up to the main roster out of the, so that just shows that the UF system in the United States has been doing excellent yeah, the last for couple sure. of years. Yeah. Well, before I take us into the defenders, I just have to say, I am kind of upset. Um, I'm five years older than the average age of this squad. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane. You feel old. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to defenders though, I mean, I don't want to brag about it, but we, we were a hundred percent on these defenders. Uh, everybody that made it, we, we, we named, we thought, which is, it's not hard. I feel like everybody could have predicted who was going to get named, especially with all just being European guys. But uh, do you yeah, want to yeah. run through it real quick? Yeah, we'll go uh, most cap to the least cap. So um, we've got Reem, big shocker to some, um, oldest man on the squad. And it's not really yeah, that close. Most, most caps with 40 caps. Yeah. Um, I was bummed Eric Palmer Brown did not make the ro- uh, the roster out. So if there was like one guy I was really bummed out about, it would have been Eric Palmer Brown. I feel like he he deserved the banquet, but like we've talked, there's so much competitions next year and game matches that we have. He's going to get his chance come next season. Yeah, if there's if there was competition out of position, it was defenders. On you know we got a couple a uh, couple of that names that we had said depending on roster size could be on this roster like Palmer Brown, um, like Carter mm-hmm. Vickers, like. It, it was just they only took eight um, defenders, so yeah. But, I mean, uh, even DeAndre Edlin, I mean that he didn't—he's not on the roster. Is that like him not being on this roster? Is that the end of DeAndre Edlin? Yeah, I mean he. Yeah, it's it's something to question because you know yeah. everybody remembers him from the 2014 World Cup, obviously not qualifying in 2018, and now 
the the likes of Reggie Cannon, Anton Robinson, and Sergino Dest all on the come up, and they're all younger than him and play the same position pretty much. Yeah. I mean, now Yedlin's kind of left out. Yeah. So back in the uh, so we've got Brooks, who's at 38 caps by the end of this. He might have the same as Reem at 40, uh, depending on mm-hmm. if Reem's there for just veteran presence or if he's uh, yep. going to play some minutes. Um, we've also got Miazga, who um, depending 18. on depending on who you ask, if they're a fan of him or not, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Cannon, who's got 10. Uh, yep. Robinson from Fulham, who is playing exceptional minutes for them and just caught a big win on Monday uh, afternoon, has played seven. Dest yep. is uh, three. only played three, but I think this will be five when it's over and yep. very important caps for him, getting, getting acquainted with everybody. And then Richards is going to make his debut, and I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be real good. Um, so – Bouncing off the defenders, um, when it comes to midfield, um, it's a real, real young group when it comes to midfielders. Uh, only two of the midfielders that were named to this roster have had caps before, and those are the two obvious ones with Weston McKinney that has 19 caps and Tyler Adams with 10 caps. Uh, those would be the only two that have had caps on the United States team. Um, but, David, do you want to talk about the other four that got named to the roster? Yeah, this is kind of where um... – where I want to take some of my time here. Musa from Valencia is ginormous. Um, yeah. Born in New York City. We weren't sure, though, if um, if he was going to want to play for the United States men's national team. Yeah, because he's played in later England's youth system. Yeah, yeah. He, he's played in England's youth system, and it was a big uh, – are we going to be able to pull him to our side? Um, yeah, I believe he was the captain of their, of their youth team. I think yeah, they either the right. U17 or U18 team last year. So, I mean – and. They, Anybody who's caught some Valencia matches, he scored over the weekend on his debut. Like, uh, this guy can play. Um, Excellent. I mean, fast. I, I believe it was what, a 70, 80-yard run he had uh, yeah. to where he, he received the ball on his, on his team's half of the field and just outran, outran everybody. And the one I wanted to keep her scored his first uh, La Liga goal. So, I mean, it, it was very impressive. Mm-hmm. And as we'll break down later, we've now got two people to watch in La Liga to get really excited about, both really, really young. Mm-hmm. Although, as of this week, one of them's not a teenager anymore. Happy 20th to Serginho Dest. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, Musa is a really great player, and it's a huge pickup for this team. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to eventually um, – keep Bradley off of one of the rosters because I think it's another midfielder in the mix. Mm -hmm. And some of these guys who like were on that 2018 team, I think it'll, it's going to keep players off. It'll be like, Oh, you know, he was part of that 2018 team. I don't think we want him on this roster. Exactly. Uh, Kind of that vibe going on with the United States men's national team. Cause we do have the likes of, as you said, Adams and McKinney who are established even yeah, they're young. They are established men's national team players. They're ready to go. Yeah, definitely. And they're going to lead this group of uh, besides of, of young midfielders. coming in from Inter in Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. He's a really the good. The only player, player, the only player that was not in Europe that got called to this roster. And there's a reason for that because he's very, very good and is really good on the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Got a little, got some flicks to him. Also, maybe he's learned that while playing for Inter in Brazil. Um, yeah. Ledesma, who I'm a big fan of. You know how yeah, he how was drawn him. I talked about the of the, um, of the yeah. Dutch league, how big of an IX fan. Uh, yeah, I, obviously he got his debut. He got hit that assist in the debut over the weekend. Um, he played real well in the U20 World Cup last year. Um, he, he was definitely a bright spot in the midfield, uh, feeding the likes of Sebastian Soto, Timothy Weah, and Conrad. He, I mean, he was feeding them throughout the tournament, and he played excellent. So it's great to see him called up to the roster too. Yeah, and uh, to close out midfielders, who's also got Otis Owie from Wolves. Um, mm-hmm. Hasn't been uh, called up for the Wolves um, 
No, but he's been. I think yet. he's been on the bench. He, yeah, he's, he, I think he's, he's made the bench a few times. times. But mm-hmm. you know, this wouldn't catch any uh, any moderate United States men's national team uh, eyes because he's uncapped, and it was whether he would get capped at some point or not was this somebody mm-hmm. towards watching. Um, I think obviously, if this included um, players from everywhere, he doesn't get capped on this team. I don't want to talk too lowly of a player, but he might be like the the twenty third man on this roster. What do you think? Yeah, um, it would be interesting to see if he gets any playing time. I I don't believe he would get a start. I could potentially see him get subbed in towards the end of a match if we're up like big, up by two, up by three, potentially. Yeah, yeah. The I think they want to win have... both these matches really bad. Definitely. So. But yeah, um, after midfielders, uh, so when it comes to the team, I think forwards is what I'm most excited about. Um, we got one, two, three, four of the eight forwards that were named. One, two, three, four. Or the seven that have no caps for the uh, for the United States team. Obviously, the big guy being Gino, uh, Gio Reyna for Borussia Dortmund, who's been tearing it up over in the Bundesliga and, and UCL. Um, he's had two straight starts now. Obviously, he's the youngest American ever to start a UCL match, beating Christian Pulisic. Um, he had that three-assist game a couple weeks ago in the Bundesliga to where I mean, he's just playing real excellent right now. Uh, obviously, we look forward to him getting – some good playing time. When it comes to forwards, Christian Pulisic is obviously the main the main guy with 34 caps. Um, 34 caps, he has 14 goals. Uh, after after Pulisic, we got Warren Burnin, uh with Josh Sargent. He has uh, 12 caps and five goals. Um, so those are kind of the top two. We got Pulisic. We got Sargent doing Timothy Weyes here with eight caps. Uh, great to see him in the line um, in the squad. Hopefully he gets some quality playing minutes. Obviously, uh, with this club, he's not really playing too much right now, so it's real great to see him on this. We'll break side. that down more later. Yeah, United <laughs> States roster, because uh, he was also another bright spot in that U twenty World Cup, uh, to where he played excellent. Uh, him and Soto played next to each other, so Soto was that starting striker. Yeah, and this created that noise for him at PSG, where people thought he was going to be playing. Um, yeah, because he played excellent in that U twenty World Cup. But, uh, you know, the, before we get into the uncapped players, um, the outside arena, the, the most exciting thing about this for me is you can, there's so many different li- ways you can move this around. Polisic um, mm-hmm. is, is an inverted winger. Like, he can play left. He can play center forward. He can play right. Obviously, we prefer him on the left. Reyna, mm-hmm. um, I know you like as a midfielder. That's not what Perhalter sees right position. now. Yeah, um, I could, he's probably the starting right wing, yeah, I would say. I would They're going to so. start him on the right. I mean, you could play a two-striker formation, have Sargent and Soto in there together. I think yeah, exactly. both of them are, like, and uh, don't get me started on the whole Sargent snub from last year with, you know, how they didn't even, the U20 team didn't call him up to the U20 World Cup because they were told he would be on the Gold Cup roster, and then they didn't include him on the Gold Cup roster. So that was kind of a stub. I know he was definitely, you know, bummed about that. I know oh, I, yeah. was, I was pissed about it last year. I'm just like, yeah, this young, talented striker who's probably going to be the it's number one striker play. for the U.S., like, He's not if he's done this U twenty roster for the World Cup, he's most likely gonna be the starting striker. Like he probably would have started in front of Sebastian Soto and he would have been getting the goals. So maybe it is a good thing that that didn't happen though, because we yeah, wouldn't have seen Soto and maybe yeah, the Soto got, had Soto a doesn't happen. Yeah. If you look at it that way. So I mean Soto's been playing great. Um he uh, he's on loan right now on I think uh, the second Netherlands division right now. But I mean he has he has five goals in six matches. So, I mean he he's playing real well over there. He has two goals, uh, two two matches with two goals for his clubs. I mean he's been playing real well. And it's good. Where's he on loan from, David? Uh, from Norwich City. So, back and forth with the Premier League, we could have another yeah. um, uh, Prem striker yeah. on our hands exactly. soon. Exactly. I know we haven't had a Prem striker in a while. 
want to talk about the the uncapped guys in the forwards? Yeah, yeah. So we've got, like you said, we've got Soto and we've got Reyna. Those are kind of the big ones. Soto um, has dual citizenship with Chile. This is what a lot of um, a lot of fans have had their eye on whether he was going to yep. accept the offer. As we me. mentioned, yeah, as we've mentioned before, we knew Burhalter was going to give this guy a call, um, and I think it means that Chile hasn't called him, right? I yeah, mean, they've, uh, they've had uh, World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, they've had the chance, but um, I, I like I said, I, I see Soto, um, Sergeant, and Soto. I kind of Sergeant is the number one, but I kind of see him as a one A one B striker because Soto has real good talent too. So I expect both of them to be playing quality minutes at striker for us. Exactly, and then um, obviously we've got De La Fuente from Barcelona. He doesn't yep. really get many minutes. He gets on the uh, the first team squad sometimes, but he'll be on the you know the eighteen for a Saturday game and then pull, play a full ninety for Barca B on Tuesday. So. Yeah. Um, th- this is I, a good spot for him. We'll fi- finally see him play. I could, yeah, potentially seeing him back up Geo over at the right wing. I could see him being as that second option behind uh, Reyna at right wing. Yeah, exactly. And then we've got Yanez from Hervenveen uh, over in Netherlands. He's yep. uh, got one cap and one goal. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, in his one game, uh, I think February this year, uh, or only game of 2020, he he got uh, that one goal and his his only cap. So that's pretty that's pretty cool right there. And then to close out the roster, we've got Giacchini from Kane over in France, who um, he's uncapped. I think if it looks like you've got one throw-in in each position uh, besides defenders, is, and this is like the one who doesn't necessarily mix with all the talent that we've got elsewhere, unless mm-hmm. you've like, unless you're really into these, uh, these players elsewhere. You know, a lot of people don't really know much about him, um, but we'll get a chance to see him these next couple of days. Yeah, I, I expect, you know, everybody on this roster to get some type of playing, some type of minutes, if it, you know, regardless if it's a full 90 or if it's 10 to 15 here, when you get subbed in towards the end and a half. But everybody's going to get a chance to prove why they belong on this roster and should be on the roster come World Cup qualifying come next year. Yeah, so uh, we've, we've ran through it, but um, overall, I really like the looks of it. Um, I think it's a youth – well, it's not even, I think. I, it's obviously a youth-filled roster, but a youth-filled roster that does have a lot of experience, not just playing for the United States men's national team, but playing for their first team with, mm-hmm. you know, Des is, has gotten plenty of minutes for two different clubs in Europe. Uh, Pulisic, the same. Um, McKinney is getting minutes at Juve. So a lot of guys who are playing a lot of minutes over in Europe. Um, so they're, yep. they're very well experienced. They're – they're not like that whether they're young or not, they're not uh, babies here. You know, they're, they're ready to go. They're built. Um, they've had plenty of minutes. They all know what they're doing. They're playing with great players over there. Like you've, you've got Ronaldo, um, Dest is passing the ball to Messi. These guys are, are, are ready to roll. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, just, just, you know, end up the squad, the few, few uh, stats on the squad. Um, obviously 10 players are uncapped. 19 of the players are age eligible to participate in the 2021 Summer Olympics next year. 14 of the players are 20 or younger. I mean, this this squad is just really young. Of the 24 players, only Cannon and uh, Louis Lands have earned caps in 2020. Obviously, there's only one game in February. Uh, that's where Lands made his debut and scored uh, in the one goal against Costa Rica on February 1st. Um, the squad is real young, and, and it's really promising. Because the, while this may not be the final squad come next World Cup qualifying, most of these guys are going to be on that World Cup qualifying squad and then probably add in a few MLS guys. That's what the squad's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a really, really young squad. And that's why, you know, obviously 2022, we're going to, we, 
we need to make the World Cup, we need to do well. But 2026 is going to be that year that all these young guys are going to be up 25, 26, 27 years old prime. in their prime. And that's going to be the year to where we're going to make some serious noise. Exactly. So uh, before I take this into our weekend preview, David, three names that are going to score and uh, combine in these two, two matches. Who are they? Uh, if Pulisic's healthy and playing, Pulisic scores. I think Josh Sargent gets a goal. And then it'll be either Sebastian Soto or Reyna. All right. So we could see two play- one or two players get their first international goal. Let's yeah. keep an eye on that. We'll talk about that, uh, that coming uh, the end of next week. Uh, so big, uh, big weekend ahead before we uh, dive into this international break. There's a lot of big matches out there. Um, we'll start at the Premier League. Chelsea's playing Sheffield on Saturday at 1230. Um, yep. Like we've already said, we're not really sure if we'll see Pulisic. I kind of hope not as a Chelsea supporter and the United States supporter. Um, I doubt he's 90 fit. And if he's not 90 fit, I don't want him playing 12 minutes in a three nothing game. Yeah, agreed. Uh you know, we could potentially see him getting subbed in the second half, but I think it's something to where he might uh, – he's not on the squad. He just rest again, so he's just prepared come next week for uh, for the United States camp. Uh, also, we got Fulham playing West Ham uh, Saturday. They play at 3 p.m. That game will be on Peacock. Uh, we expect Antoine Robinson to get another start. This should be either his fifth or sixth start in a row at left back. Um, Tim Reen should be starting at center back. He didn't play last game when they when they did get that win. Um, but expect Robinson to be starting to get good more minutes in. So if you want to watch him again, uh, he'll be playing on Peacock at 3 p.m. Um, that's pretty much it uh, for for um, Premier League. Uh, Bundesliga action. On Friday, we have Warren and Brennan. Obviously, Josh Sargent just coming off his first goal of the season. They'll be playing Friday at 2.30. That game's always on. That's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Obviously, Bundesliga yeah. has the deal. Uh, we got RP Leipzig. Playing on Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Uh, potentially see Tyler Adams in the starting lineup. He obviously just got his first uh, minutes back off an of injury. He's missed the last three matches uh, with that ligament in- minor injury he's had. So him getting 15 quality minutes in Champions League, he might get the start over the weekend. Uh, we also have uh, the big game. Where you see a Dortmund and Bayern Munich. So Dortmund's home. They're hosting Bayern Munich. That's number one, Bayern Munich against number two, Borussia Dortmund in their standings. That's going to be a huge, huge game. This is the biggest game of the season uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to Bundy's No league. yellow wall, though, at Dortmund, which is upsetting. No. Yeah. Um, and they play at 1230 on Saturday. A uh, huge game. Obviously, it's on ESPN+. Plus. You can catch the game on ESPN+. Plus. Um, we would like to see Gio in the starting lineup. Um, don't know. Um, obviously, he, he started this past, uh, you know, yesterday in Champions League. He got subbed out in about the 77th minute. Um, Might not start, but, but he'll play. Yeah, but he's going to play. It's a big game, and it'll be great to see him play really, really good against probably the best team in Europe. Um, obviously, they won Champions League last year. I would still say they're most like you know they're still the best club in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, last game we'll talk about we got Wolfsburg. Uh, obviously, John Brooks. He's been playing excellent this year. Uh, they play on Sunday at nine thirty a.m. Also on ESPN Plus. So Sunday morning um, before NFL starts. If you got something to watch, watch John Brooks uh, start for Wolfsburg because he's going to get another start. He's played every minute for his club this year, and he is a big reason why they have yet to lose a match all season. Yeah. Um, so just to close out with Bundesliga, I want to give Sargent versus uh, Colin looks like a good opportunity for him to get on the score sheet again. Colin just came up from the second division. Um, don't They're not really a wealthy club at the moment. Uh, so, that you know, 
the players that they have, it's debatable if they're Bundesliga ready. Um, so I think it's a good spot for him to use his pace and hopefully get behind that back line and get us another goal for the United States teams. Uh, but outside of uh, the Bundesliga, before you get up to watch that 9.30 game on Sunday, you should get up and watch that 6.30 game because Juve is playing Lazio on Sunday on ESPN+. Plus. So it's going to be an early morning for me uh, personally because I think uh, this, this looks to be a good spot for Weston McKinney to get another start against a really good club over in Italy. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would love to see him get a start, especially coming into um, the November camp for the United States national team come next week. Uh, he got quality minutes in the Champions League match yesterday. Would love to see him get another start and continue his great form. Yeah, agreed. Uh, well, now with uh, Musa getting called to Valencia, we've got two matches to break down in the uh, in La Liga. Yeah. yeah. So Barca's got Betis. Um, the Betis is a pretty good team. I think that's a really good matchup for um, for Dest on Saturday at 12.15. Um, I'm back and forth on whether I think he's going to start. Uh, I think he's shown that he should start, but Barca does yeah, have some squad depth where they try to make sure yeah, that they have Yeah, they have Roberto, who they, they're going to try to start it right back and bench Dest again, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I, I still think since that Real Madrid game, Dest has been the best defender, um, regardless if he's you know playing the match or if he's not. Whoever they have in there, I still think Dest has looked the strongest out of all the defenders Barca has. They've, they've looked real suspect as late. Yeah, I agree. And then we've also and, got Valencia, Madrid, Sunday yeah. at 3 o'clock. Huge. Uh, that's a huge one. Madrid hit, you know. It depends on who they're playing, whether they're going to play well or not. Uh, they've yep. had a very rocky start to um, to the Champions League, but they've looked good in um, in La Liga, and then they'll not show up. I mean, it, it's weird. Uh, they're very, very inconsistent right now. So I look uh, look for Musa to maybe get some playing time towards the end of the game. I don't think he's at a point where he should be starting for Valencia against a club like Real Madrid, but no, he'll play 15, 20 minutes late on. Yeah, I could definitely. Definitely, especially with his speed and his talent, I could definitely see him as a great super sub for the club to come in against Real Madrid. If they need a if they need a goal to tie, or if they are tied and they need something to win, they could potentially bring him in to try to get the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so before uh, before we dive into um, the Netherlands, I want to give a quick mention to Timothy Way at Lille. They're playing Brest on sun, uh, on Sunday at seven o'clock. Um, I think this is a spot where he could start. We've been talking yeah. about it for a long time whether he's going to get some meaningful minutes. And this is – if he's ever going to start one, this is one. Um, yeah, and I, I, I hope so. it happens for him. Just really for, like, his confidence, he needs to get start getting put into the 11. So I really hope it does happen here. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it will be great to see him, especially with him just getting called up to this roster. I, I would love for them to let him get a full 90 minutes or at least a start, see what he can do, get, get some quality minutes in before that November camp starts up. Exactly. And then we've got two matches on Sunday over in the Netherlands. Uh, Ajax is playing Utrecht at 6.15. Um, yep. We don't really expect Mendes in that. I don't no, think. He's probably part of that COVID, uh, COVID outbreak from, what now is it, four days ago now. So if he is one of the people that tests positive, that's two obviously weeks he's not. out. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, if it's contract tracing, he might just be out for a week or so. But mm-hmm. he didn't get named to the United States squad. Uh, that's something worth noting, Alex Mendez, and that's probably because of this COVID uh, reasoning to where he's probably going to be out two weeks, and because uh-huh. of that, he wasn't able to make the squad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, don't shouldn't be expecting him back for probably another week or two. Mm-hmm. But we also got um, PSV over there. We got uh, 
Yeah, they've got Willem at two o'clock on Sunday with I think Ledesma is going to be uh, maybe starting yeah. that one after his. Yeah, I would love. Yeah, Ledesma got his first, uh, you know, first team cap last week and got an assist uh, within ten minutes. Obviously, his assist wasn't anything special, kind of a layback pass, and the the guy shot it, and you know, it was a screamer. But hey, an assist is assist. We'll take it. Um, That's you. It's great, and uh, you know, we'll look forward to seeing him get some quality minutes before uh, the the camp come next week. Yeah. Um, well, b- before I close things out, um, I kind of wanted to throw a little uh, Europa League action your way. If you guys uh, listen to this episode early enough here on Thursday, um, PSV is playing Pauk out of uh, out of Greece at 12.55. And then uh, Lille's playing Milan at three o'clock. Obviously, it's with the Lille-Milan game, I don't expect to see Waya, but I could see uh, Richard Ledesma playing against Pauk at 12.55. And then, David, why don't you close us out with some uh, MLS action? Yeah. Um... So Saturday is going to be the last day of the regular season come MLS. Uh, a lot of big-time matches being played to see who's making playoffs, um, get home seed advantage. Um, every team plays Saturday. So all the games on the East Coast will be kicking off at 3.30 on Saturday. All the games on the West Coast will be kicking off 6.30 on Saturday. Um, and that's ESPN really Plus, the best way to do it. Yeah. So you don't know what's going on elsewhere. Exactly. So yeah. E- e- ESPN Plus seems to be where most of these games will be aired. Uh, we've seen that up to 10 matches will be on ESPN Plus on Saturday for the MLS. Uh, obviously, there'll probably be some games airing on actual ESPN, ABC. FS1, ABC, depending on where the game is located at, depending on if it's in your city, you'll probably get a, a you know ABC game on there. But a lot of matches are going to be on ESPN Plus. So if you're wanting to watch the MLS, see some of the young guys in MLS we've been talking about on Saturday, you'll have plenty of games to pick and choose from. Obviously, the playoffs are going to be starting up come next week because this is the last game of the regular season for all teams. So, I mean, it's a huge day in the MLS uh, come Saturday. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, well, like, uh, like always, we thank all of you uh, for listening in. And I want to throw a quick shout out to, to Diego Maradona, who had surgery, uh, emergency surgery on a uh, blood clot near his brain. But uh, sounds like that went successfully. So we're not going to lose one of the one of the goats of the soccer universe. All time greats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on who you ask, anywhere between one and three. I've got him at two behind Cruyff. Messi can maybe <laughs> make an argument. But uh, yeah, once again, you guys, thank you so much. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you guys this weekend about uh, about what happened over the weekend and really break down that Wales and Panama match. Have a good day, everybody.